Welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you love tennis and want to improve your game, this podcast is for you. Whether it's technique, strategy, equipment, or the mental game, tennis professional Ian Westerman is here to make you a better player. And now, here's Ian. Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, experts, tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Today's episode of the Essential Tennis Podcast is brought to you by TennisTours.com, where you can receive a discount off your next purchase of professional tennis tournament tickets by using the promotional code ESSENTIAL. All right, well, welcome to today's show. Thank you very much for joining me. Before we get to today's topic that I'm going to be answering for a listener, I'd like to send out a special thank you to eight really awesome people, really, really passionate listeners of the Essential Tennis Podcast. And they are the eight players who joined me on Galveston Island in Texas this past weekend. And I'd, I'd just like to do a quick shout out. Those, those eight people were John D., Mike, Eddie, Alex, Chris, John Paul, Dennis, and last but not least, John M., who is the member at Galveston Country Club. He arranged and set up everything for us and uh, got the courts and uh, just basically helped me with, with all the administration type stuff that needed to be done. So thank you very much, John. And to the eight of you, uh, as a group, you guys, did, you guys did awesome. It was a lot of fun working with you guys. I'm really proud of the hard work that you put in. These guys drilled and played outside for over nine hours this past weekend in the, in the Texas heat in the middle of July. And, uh, you know, that, that's impressive right there. Uh, and then on top of that, we did a mental tennis clinic with David Grumping, a mental expert, and we did a video analysis session as well. We went over one stroke of each of the eight participants, and I gave them my feedback in frame-by-frame frame video. Uh, in a group setting as well, which is a, always a great learning experience. So I, I just want to thank you guys again very much for your participation. Um, that was the fourth Essential Tennis Clinic that I've put on. The fifth one is coming up in November, and it's already sold out. I didn't even announce it here on the podcast. It sold out just with members of the forums at EssentialTennis.com. So unfortunately, the rest of you guys kind of missed out on that one. Uh, everybody on the forums jumped on that. But I think I'm going to be scheduling another one for either January or February, again in Palm Springs, California. It's a great venue to hold our events. So if, if you think you might want to attend that one, uh, the sixth and, and upcoming Essential Tennis Clinic, and work with me for a weekend on your tennis game, shoot me an email to ian at essentialtennis.com. And I can give you guys early notification when I start to put the, the details together for that next clinic after the one in November. All right, let's get down to business. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right, let's get started on today's topic. And it comes to us from Rich. Rich wrote to me and said, Tonight I played in my first USTA match for the summer season. I would say my partner and I are both strong 3.5 players and have played together for a couple of years. We try to communicate during the match, and in our match we got off to a strong start and won pretty easily 6-0 and we're feeling pretty confident. 
The second set was somewhat shaky, and we started out losing the first three games and then came back to tie it up three all. We went down 3-4, came back to 4-4, and then lost the next two games to lose the second set 6-4. We did a third set tiebreaker rather than a complete third set because of time constraints, and we lost that 10-7. My question is, how can we maintain our mental focus after winning the first set so easily and avoid a letdown? This seems to happen quite often. It would have been better if the first set was closer. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Yeah, funny, funny how that happens, isn't it, Rich? Uh, it actually turns out that you probably would have preferred, mentally anyway, that that first set was competitive so that you guys wouldn't have let your guard down so much. Now, I've got a long uh, outline here to talk about this. And, um, and by the way, this is going to be the only topic that I talk about today. Uh, to be honest with you guys, I'm just really short on time today. Uh, I'm recording this on um, Monday, uh, the 19th, and it's late afternoon here on the East Coast. Usually I'm done with my podcast by um, early morning, and uh, I just had had too much going on. (laughs) And so this is going to be the only topic we talk about today. So I I really wrote a detailed outline, and I look forward to talking about this, Rich. And I'm going to give you and everybody else listening some really concrete things for you guys to concentrate on next time you get put in this position so that you don't give away another set and even the match after winning so easily in the first set. So first of all, you're right. This is extremely, extremely common that a team or a player will go out and win the first set very easily and then turn around to lose the second set and even the match when it was obvious that they were really in control of the match to begin with. And it's important to understand that this is not just for recreational players. I mean, so don't, I, want, I want you to know that you shouldn't feel badly about this. And for the rest of you listening, if this has ever happened to you, don't be embarrassed by it. It, it definitely happens to everybody uh, to some extent or another. You know, some of us are more mentally tough than others. And it's, it's really good that you identified, Rich, that this is a mental letdown. You said uh, your specific question was how to maintain your mental focus. And that's exactly the right question. Um, Because obviously you and your partner had the upper hand here to begin the match. Uh, But it's important to understand that uh, this happens even at the professional level. Uh, You guys will see this, I'm not going to say commonly, but it's definitely not unheard of to have one professional player win the first set easily and then turn around and lose the second set, maybe even by quite a bit. Um, usually it's not as big of a swing as what, you, as what your example is, uh, to win the first set 6-0 and then end up losing the entire match. But trust me, there's definitely large momentum swings going on back and forth, even during professional matches. Now, there's two main reasons for your momentum swing. In, in, this, in this particular circumstance, in this example that you gave us, uh, there, there's two main reasons why this occurs. And not just in your specific example, but pretty much any time that there's a large momentum swing, it's happening for two main reasons. Number one, emotional relaxation on the part of you and your partner. And this is probably the obvious one, and, and, and yet I think that a lot of recreational players don't guard against it. 
basically you and your partner won that first set and you're you're probably sitting there on the changeover and saying sweet we're we're gonna totally crush these guys this is no problem we're having an easy match and you know what to be honest with you i don't blame you for for saying that and thinking that i mean six zero you know the the dreaded bagel uh, that's just a crushing i mean you guys just thrashed them in that first set they really didn't make it close at all even six one or six two is a pretty sound uh beating of another team but six zero it's like you guys embarrassed them so i don't blame you for letting your guard down here uh, you you and your partner were probably already celebrating after that first set during the changeover you guys were probably sitting there during the during the changeover and laughing and joking around with each other before that second set uh started in fact i think you said here uh uh, here we go (laughs) Uh, rich says uh, we got off to a strong start and won easily six zero and we were feeling pretty confident And uh, again, I don't blame you for feeling confident. Confidence is good. That's great. However, I, I can just read between the lines there uh, when you say that you guys were feeling pretty confident. And I just know that you guys probably crossed the line between confident and a little bit overconfident. And that's when your guard get, get I'm sorry, that's when your guard got let down by, by both of you. Now, you most likely headed out for that second set. Uh, again, feeling overconfident and probably a little bit nonchalant, just saying, oh, well, well, even if we screw around in this set, we should still be able to win because that first set was so easy. And you're basically thinking that the match was in the bag. So that's the number one main reason why this happened. You, you let your guard down emotionally, mentally, and in terms of focus. You guys just, just definitely let your guard down. Now, the number two reason why this momentum swing occurred and this is something that I don't think a lot of recreational players think about, is that you have to realize that your opponents are going to come out fighting twice as hard as they did at the end of the set. As, uh, sorry, they're going to come out fighting twice as hard early in the second set as they were late in the first set. So you guys probably sat down on your bench or in your chairs at the end of that first set, kind of with a picture in your mind of how that uh, first set went. And you're thinking about how those opponents were playing at the end of that first set. More than likely, they were pretty dejected. Uh, I mean, they'd just gotten <laughs> completely beat down in that first set. And they probably, at that point, after going down 4-0, after going down 5-0, they probably weren't giving you their full effort at that point. Uh, and I wouldn't blame them for, for not giving 100% when they're, when they're down four or five games to none uh, in a set. Uh, we'll see this happen all the time at the professional level as well. It's not just amateur players. However, after that first set is done, they get a fresh start in the second set. Now, obviously, they're down a set, and so, um, and we're going to talk about that individually. Uh, they lost the first set, and so maybe they're feeling a little down on, the, on themselves for that reason. However, they come out after that first set changeover, and the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. They get to start all over again. The first set is completely done, and they get a totally new shot at you and your partner in terms of the set. So after getting crushed in that first set, uh, basically they have two choices, uh, emotionally or tactically. They can change nothing and just basically accept that they're going to lose because they just got killed in that first set. It wasn't even close. So, I mean, I, I, could, I could see that it could be possible that, could, that they could walk back out for the second set and be saying to themselves, well, 
Uh, it looks like this match is going to be over quickly. You know, you want to grab a beer after this? Uh, where do you want to go for dinner? You know, whatever. Uh, it's possible that could happen, and you and your partner could let your guard down and still win without a whole lot of trouble. However, the second way that they could uh, react after losing that first set would be to change their tactics and fight twice as hard to even the match in that second set. And in my opinion, that second reaction is much more likely. I mean, these guys came out to play a USTA match. So really, what what do you think that they're going to do, given those two choices? Uh, Seeing as these guys have taken the time to work on their game, uh, to feel pretty confident and competent about their tennis in the first place, to to go and sign up for a USTA league, team, they must be at least a little bit competitive, and you and your partner should assume that they're probably going to fight twice as hard in the second set as they did in the first, both in terms of tactics and also in terms of just kind of basic energy level and effort. So when you look at these two elements, Rich, you'll see that we kind of have a perfect storm for a momentum change. First of all, you and your partner are relaxed, you're enjoying yourselves, you're kind of basking in the glory of that easy first set. And then secondly, your opponents are both about to fight harder than at any other point in the match. They want to kind of vindicate themselves here in this second set. And uh, if they're going to have any chance of winning this match, they know they have to pick up their games and both tactically and physically and emotionally really come out strong and fighting hard for this second set. So when you, when you combine those two things together, it's a really dangerous environment for you and your partner. Next, we're going to be talking about exactly how to avoid these kind of momentum swings. But before we do that, I just want to remind you guys about the official sponsor of the Essential Tennis Podcast, and that is TennisTours.com, Championship Tennis Tours. They've been putting together individual tickets and ticket packages to professional tennis tournaments since 1987, and they do tickets for events all over the world and all over the United States. So you guys should definitely check them out if you're planning on going to a tennis tournament or if you know that one is coming to your area. Now, uh, the big one coming up here in the U.S. is the U.S. Open, And uh, obviously everybody here in the U.S. is excited about that tournament, especially if you live close to New York City. And I'm planning on hopefully hopefully being there. I think the second weekend we're going to be doing a cocktail party, myself and Will Hamilton from Fuzzy Yellow Balls and Championship Tennis Tours are going to kind of team together for this. And if you purchase tickets for the U.S. Open and use my promotional code, which is essential, as you check out. Not only will you get a discount, but you'll also receive an exclusive invitation to that cocktail party, which is going to be in Times Square, which is pretty cool. So go check them out at TennisTours.com. The discounts, I I think it applies to purchases of $175 or more, Um, but you guys can mix and match tickets when you check out for the U.S. Open. They have Tickets available for every session of every day and uh, different seating choices for each of those days and sessions as well. So go check them out. Again, that's at TennisTours.com. And don't forget to use the promotional code ESSENTIAL that shows them that you appreciate their support of the Essential Tennis Podcast. 
All right, let's go ahead and move on to our final topic for today's show, and that is how to actually avoid these kind of momentum swings. And I'm going to give you guys a three-step process to trying to not not do what happened to Rich and his partner here after winning their first set 6-0 and then losing the match. First of all, you have to have an awareness of this situation, both setting up and occurring, kind of being in the in the middle of this kind of situation. And this is just one of those many things in tennis that sound easy, but actually putting it into practice and remembering it on the court uh, in the middle of a match can be something that's pretty tricky. You know, it's easier said than done kind of thing. But after you and your partner, or you when you're playing a singles match, win the first set, especially by a lot, you have to keep in mind this dynamic and this kind of setup for a possible fall or a possible change in momentum. So that, that this is step number one. Now, now that you guys have heard me talk about it and describe exactly why it happens, next time you go out onto a tennis court to play a competitive match, uh, step number one is being aware of this situation. Step number two, you need to redouble your efforts and awareness tactically. So as far as what you're doing strategically on the court, you need to kind of redouble what you're doing. Uh, Definitely redouble your awareness of what's going on. It's very likely that your opponents will try something new after losing that first set, at least if they're smart. (laughs) Uh, If they they lose the first set 6-0 and come out for the second set and do exactly the same thing that they did in the first set, then they're just they're just dumb. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it like it is. These guys are not very intelligent. Uh, expect that they're going to do something different. And if you're playing doubles like Rich was, some examples of that might be maybe they'll start playing double back or in an I formation. Maybe they'll change up their formation and how they approach their points to give you and your partner a different look and to try something different tactically. Maybe they'll switch sides, and uh, instead of returning on the deuce side, the stronger player will return from the ad side. That's uh, something that they have the option of doing after the first set. Maybe instead of staying in a one-up, one-back position, uh, kind of a traditional formation for recreational players, maybe they'll start to serve in volley and return in volley, and they'll get really aggressive, and both of them will come up to the net to try to finish points quickly uh, instead of staying back. These are examples of changes that you have to be ready for. And not only do you have to be ready for them to to mix things up and try something different, but then you have to make adjustments accordingly right away. And uh, Rich didn't talk about this. He didn't mention exactly what changed in this set. Uh, He he didn't say if his opponents mixed up anything tactically, but I I would be willing to bet that at least something changed. I'd be very, very surprised if Rich and his partner won the first set 6-0 and then uh, their opponents continued to play exactly the same way and then ended up winning the match. Uh, To be honest with you, the, the chances of that happening, even if Rich and his partner got too relaxed and let their guard down, the chances of that happening is not very good. I would bet that they did something different tactically. So don't wait. Change, change your tactics and counter whatever they do immediately. Don't wait until you're suddenly behind 
three games in the second set to say, oh, crap, we, we won the first set easily. And in the second set, they changed things up on us. We weren't really paying attention. And now we're way behind in, in the second set. Don't let that happen to you. And you're going to avoid that by being aware of what's going on. And this goes back to step number one is to be aware of the situation in general. And then uh, step number two was be aware of what's happening tactically on the court. So those are the first two steps. Step number three is you have to redouble your efforts mentally and emotionally. And this is one that kind of goes without saying as well. But listen, guys, this might be the most important part of my whole outline on this topic. Do not let your guard down after winning the first set easily, especially if it's easily. Um, Even if you win the first set 7-6 or 6-4, just one break of serve or uh, or in a tiebreaker, don't let your guard down. But especially if you win by a lot, um, and you guys might think it's the opposite, and, and, and it might be. Listen, I... Um, I'm going to admit it might be the case that after you win 6-1 in the first set, your opponent might just have a little temper tantrum and feel sorry for themselves and might just go home, emotionally speaking, and just not even try for the second set. That's possible. However, if you're going to play a match and somebody's really going to hustle and try, it's probably going to be after they get crushed in the first set and they want to have some kind of chance of making it respectable in the second set. Um, that's when you really want to guard against the big comeback from your opponents. Not only is it probably most likely that they're really going to pick up their game and change things up, um, but but these are the most uh, these are the most disappointing losses uh, as tennis players when we're up by a lot and then give away that lead and lose the match. It's it's terrible. Um, now uh, I'm going to leave you guys with a really good quote that I remember uh, mental toughness expert David Grumpin saying on a previous. Uh, episode of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Um, This isn't a direct quote, but I'm pretty sure I got the gist of it. He said that um, you should never have the thoughts in your head that you're just maintaining a lead. You're either building on it or you're losing it. Let me say that again. (laughs) Never think that you're going to just maintain your lead in a tennis match. You're either building your lead mentally. You should be either trying to build your lead, and if you're not doing that, you're probably losing your lead. Um, and this is kind of a mental thing. If you go out there with the attitude, all right, well, we won the first set. We won it easily. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing and no big deal. This match is going to be over soon. That's exactly when your lead starts slipping away. When you walk out there on the second set, Rich, uh, after winning the first set easily, you need to have the mental uh, tenacity and the mental focus to say, all right, not only are we going to play just as well in the second set, we're going to play better. We're going to focus even harder because more than likely our opponents are really going to try to fight back here and we need to keep them pushed down and we need to keep them behind in this match. So we're going to, we're going to play even better tennis in the second set than we did in the first. And this is something that very few recreational players have the mental toughness and the, the focus to be able to do. But now that you guys have this outline, hopefully you guys will start to implement this and, and use it in your matches and go out and win the first set easily and then win the second set 6-0 as well. Um, have the focus to be able to do that. So uh, just as a review here of the, the three steps to avoiding the situation, number one, be aware of it. Number two, redouble your efforts and your awareness tactically. And number three, redouble your efforts mentally and emotionally. 
stay strong. So Rich, uh, hopefully that answers your question. I, I really enjoyed ta- talking about this topic. I probably spent a little bit longer than I normally would on it, uh, just because I knew I was only, only going to answer one question today. But um, it was a fun topic to talk about, and this is something that really commonly happens, and I hope it's going to be a great help to all of you guys listening about it. Uh, go out there and implement this. And I'd be curious to hear feedback from you, Rich, and everybody else listening as well. Let me know if this makes sense. And I'd love to hear some stories of you guys actually using this successfully. So, Rich, thanks a lot for your great question. And uh, good luck with your tennis as you continue to work hard. All right. That does it for episode number 127 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for downloading the show and for listening to it. I appreciate your support of the show just by doing that. It really, honestly, it means a lot to me just to know that there's people out there who appreciate the time and the effort that I put into this show, um, doing it free every week, and I look forward to continuing to do it. Uh, if you ever have any questions for me that you would like me to answer on the show, you can always send me an email to ian, I-A-N, at essentialtennis.com. Or you can go to EssentialTennis.com and click Contact, and there's a little uh, form there, and you can select Podcast to, uh, to fill out. Uh, you can fill out the form there to submit a question for the podcast. Just uh, select Podcast. All right, that does it for this week. Again, thanks very much, everybody. Take care, and good luck with your tennis. 